mom surviving life. Tough questions, real answers, awesome hacks. Hello, and welcome to episode 33 of Mom Surviving Life. Today, Carla and I are going to talk to you about behavioral issues, temper tantrums, sensory overload, and more. As always, please subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you are listening to us on. Please follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash mom surviving life and on Instagram at mom surviving life, all one word. Okay, so we are actually recording this time. Yes, I heard it. (laughs) I'm going to make the same mistake twice. Um, At least not in the same episode anyway. (laughs) Okay, we are going to talk about behavioral issues between zero and two because that's all we know right now. Let's start off with temper tantrums because temper tantrums are kind of the beginning of everything. Temper tantrums are essentially when a toddler gets a sensory overload and needs a minute. Something to remember when your kid is having a little temper tantrum, crying, having a little freak out. This is the only way they know how to communicate. Like they can't talk yet. So they communicate through different cries, through yelling, body language. The best thing you can do for a temper tantrum is just walk your kid through it, essentially. It's sensory overload. They're overwhelmed. They need a minute to process. There's a lot going on. So when the girls have temper tantrums, I kind of can see it happening and I either let it play out and offer support or I will stop it before it gets really bad. And I'm like, okay, this is how we're going to solve this. And I just talk it out with them. Tell me how you offer support for Ella for temper tantrums. When Ella is having a temper tantrum, I will leave her as long as she's not hurting herself because she is the kid that likes to bang her head off the ground. So if she's doing that on her playmat, I tend to leave her because I don't want her to know that every time she does it, she gets picked up and gets what she wants kind of thing. If she's on like our hard floors, then it's a little different situation. I will most likely pick her up and bring her over to the playmat so she can, if that's what she wants to do, she can do it there. Otherwise, I just try and talk to her like a normal human being. Try and ask her what she wants and just walk her through her temper tantrum, I guess, in a way. (laughs) That's kind of what I do. Like with temper tantrums, it's hard because. If you don't know what is causing your kid to have the temper tantrum, or you don't understand how to walk your kid through the temper tantrum, it's really difficult and it kind of will last a lot longer than it should. A big thing that I do with the girls with temper tantrums is if I can see it happening, I'll generally intervene, partly because if my dad or my brother is interacting with them and I can see the meltdown happening, I'm like, can I have my kid back? Partly because I can calm them down before they have a meltdown and you're like, crying child, here you go. And not that like my dad or my brother don't know how to deal with it, but like they don't know how to deal with the temper tantrums as well as I do. I feel like anyone outside of the parents or your mom in this case, because your mom does help out a lot, but anyone outside of that like parental figure for them is like, what do we do? What do we do? I don't know. Right? It's just one of those things that you know what your kid needs and wants probably before they do. <laughs> so I will it's say easier. Too, 
I will say too, there's a lot of moms that like they can see my kids having the meltdown and they're like, oh, let me help. And I'm like, okay, as long as you can do it right, like I don't care. But yeah, it's funny because some some people are like, I don't know what to do with a crying child. And other people are like, I got this. It's fine. Something I will say too about temper tantrums, like my kids, honestly, when they have one, even in public, I'm just like, are you done? Like I can tell when they're doing a temper tantrum and they're actually having like sensory overload and they like need support. Whereas they're two and they want the toy at Costco and I'm like, we're not buying the toy. And then they have a meltdown because I said, no, like there's two different meltdowns that kids have. And if you can recognize and see them, it's not like you understand how to deal with them, I guess. Absolutely. You, like I said, you know, your kid and you know, essentially what they need before they know what they need. Where outside people don't necessarily understand or get it right because they're not around them all the time yes and something else too is I talk to them like they're actual people not just oh it's okay like I don't baby talk my kids I don't sit there I mean I use simpler language because they're not even two but you know I lots of encouragement lots of praise if they're having a temper tantrum I'll sit there and you know walk them through it it's not anything crazy but I find that when you talk to your kids like they're people and not things it's a lot easier to get through the temper tantrum absolutely asking questions too goes a long way oh my goodness even giving them just a little hug like Mm -hmm. goes a long way Okay, let's talk about temper tantrums in public, partly because we have very different views on this. I think because my kids are a little bit older. I just (laughs) don't give a sh- I don't give any craps. (laughs) So Carla has issues when Ella has temper tantrums in public. I, I hate it. I would rather just get out of the situation altogether. Luckily for me, she hasn't had very many in public, but she had one like very recently in public and it was just after daycare. She hadn't been in a while because she was sick. So it was like almost a full week that she hadn't been at daycare. And when we left daycare, she immediately sat down on the sidewalk and started having a temper tantrum. It was not, I was okay. For the first couple minutes, then I realized that there was someone I know who knows a lot of the same people I know that was picking up their child. And I was like, yep, can't do it anymore. And just picked her up and put her in the car. (laughs) Like, can't do it. Like, this was not a meltdown that was going to end in a good way. I feel no matter what, she had sensory overload from being at daycare after not being there for a week. And she literally cried for at least half an hour, 45 minutes. Like this meltdown went down on for a while. So I was very embarrassed to do it around, like to let her be like that around people I knew. Like we're not friends or anything. They're just people I know that know people. (laughs) And I'm just like, nope, I'm out. Can't do it. And then there's me. Very different. Yeah. So I have two, which I think makes a huge difference once you have more than one kid. Depending on the meltdown, a lot of the girls' meltdowns in public are 
I want more Cheerios. You won't let me have my water bottle because they'll spill it all over themselves because they've figured out how to push the straw in far enough that they can just turn it upside down and then their pants are all wet and it's just annoying. Oh, no. So don't let them have their water bottles whenever we drive anywhere anymore unless I give them a different sippy cup. When temper tantrums happen in public, I just kind of let them happen. Like we were at Costco Wednesday, so two days ago. Kinsley was all upset because we walked past one of the sample people and the sample person didn't have any samples because it was like frozen. I forget what food. And I'm like, there is no samples to have. Like, sorry, child, there's no samples. So then she got all upset and she's, "Ah," and she's flopping backwards, forwards in the cart. And I'm just like, are you done? Because there's no samples to have. Like, you're not getting any of that. I do not care. If they have meltdown in public, I'm just like, whatever. You honestly, if you were embarrassed about your kid having a meltdown in public, please remember every single parent that I've talked to is like, oh my God, when my kid has a meltdown in public, I'm so embarrassed. Really? Why? You think you're the only person that's kid has a meltdown in public, has a meltdown period? Kids have meltdowns every day. I pick my kid up from daycare. I drop my kid off from daycare. Every single time I go into that building, without fail, some kid is crying because their parents are dropping them off. Every single day. Every single day, someone is crying, whether they're getting picked up and they don't want to leave daycare, they're getting dropped off and they don't want to leave mommy and daddy, whatever it is. There's always someone crying. There's a kid crying in the infant room because they're not being picked up because there's only three people and there's four babies, whatever it is. That's just how it is. So The next time that you're sitting there going, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. It happens to everybody. The one thing that I really wish that we could like superimpose in this podcast, but because it's licensed, probably can't, is the scene from Billy Madison where the kid like pees his pants. And then Billy Madison's like, I peed my pants too. It's the coolest. I'm like, that's literally what it feels like to be the other parent on the other side of the like temper tantrum. And I've even gone up to parents with kids older than me and they're just like, you can tell they're like, oh my God, everyone's judging me. I just walk over and I'm like, Santa's watching. Or I'll be like, I'm a Santa elf, I'm watching. And their kid's just like, <laughs> especially if you can get them in like December. So like little life hack for all the parents out there. If you know someone and like the kids don't know who you are, or if like you make eye contact with that other parent and it's just, you have the moment of like, oh God walk over and be like I'm a Santa's elf or something like that and the kids will like stop <laughs> works amazing and the parents will just mouth like thank you <laughs> I know that everybody has gone through this and it's not something that like any single one parent can say they have never had to deal with it but there's so many people that are so judgy in this world have you never been to church on Sunday everybody judges you who cares I don't know. It's just one of those things. I, if it's around strangers, I think I'd be okay. It was the fact that it was, there was one person that I knew and I was just like, nope, not okay. (laughs) Someone tried to tell me something about a friend of mine the other day. I don't remember what it was, but it was like a judgy comment. I just looked at them and I'm like, wow, you've never done that. And they just stopped and looked at me like, oh, oh, like you're, you, oh, you're what? (laughs) right like they probably had nothing no idea what to say after that it was something like oh my god did you see what she was wearing like that looks awful on her I'm like you've never worn an outfit that like didn't land 
right? <laughs> Did you not grow up in the nineties? Like all of that stuff is back in fashion, by the way. And I just look at those kids and I'm like, do you not have any photos of your parents growing up that you're like, wow, that is trashy. Like that is awful looking on you. All these girls wearing high-waisted pants. I'm sorry. That, that looks terrible. <laughs> but like, you think that you're the only person that's been through that? Like literally this entire podcast we based on, you're not alone. Everyone goes through yeah. this crap. Like we literally talked during the pregnancy episode about like constantly having to go pee or like the pregnancy gas. Like my brother and sister-in-law are pregnant and they had to go on a road trip. And my grandma, like we were all going as a family, but we were taking two separate vehicles. And we joked that my grandma should go with my brother because they have to stop every 20 minutes to go pee. And my brother's like, yeah, it's like every 20 minutes, like she can't help it. I'm like, it's almost like someone's standing on her bladder. Right. And my brother's like, oh <laughs> like um I looked at my sister-in-law I was like honestly if you want to wait a day I'm like we can send my grandma with Ethan and you can just come with us and she's like I, I'll debate it <laughs> I'm like don't be such a jerk to your wife like like they love each other but it's one of those things where he'll say something and I'm like you're arguing with two women who have been pregnant yeah about the you're not gonna win pregnant so like n- no <laughs> ideally we just want to stress if your kid's having a temper tantrum in public you are not the first mom to go through it and it's okay like especially the first couple like I'm sure in the beginning you weren't so great about it in public either oh my god yeah but after like the 40th time I'm like mm, whatever <laughs> but right like this is just my like that was essentially our first public meltdown so yeah. And then you get like judgy McJudgerson over there. And those people, like when I see them and I see the mom struggling, like I legit want to go over to like judgy McJudgerson and I'm like, cause it's never happened to you. Right. So I think the person I was most concerned about them talking to was my coworker. And I just told her what happened. I'm like, so have, if you hear anything, Ella had a meltdown the other day at daycare and so-and-so was picking up their kid too at the same time. <laughs> and then I feel like I felt a little better about it. Cause now like the people that they would have told now already know and don't have to like hear it through the grapevine. And I didn't want her to be coming to me and be like, so Ella had a meltdown at daycare, right? Like, it's just one of those things. Like, honestly, they're friends of mine that their kids have like full on meltdowns, like all the time. Like if my one friend who also has twins, her kids came to my house for like a play date. And she left like five minutes later because her kids were like not listening and being little buggers and stuff. And she's like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, why she's like I just feel bad and I'm like I don't care like they're your kids like you deal with them no for sure right like you- like you got to do what you got to do like if you said nope we're leaving like I will text you later you we deal will- with your kids the way you want to exactly I'm not gonna judge you yeah you said if you don't listen we're leaving and then you get in the car and leave like kudos to you for following through and you're not having an empty threat parent like thank yes. you <laughs> yes absolutely I don't know if you've had this experience yet, but have your kids screamed at the top of their lungs for no reason? Yeah. Ella just started doing this. Has she done it in public? Um, mostly getting in and out of her car seat. So, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no this happened in Dollarama. <laughs> when we go to Dollarama, like, we'll do groceries and, like, also go to Dollarama for, like, a few things. 
my mom will take one kid and I'll take the other. And like, generally I can burn through the store in like 20 minutes. Cause like, I know what I'm looking for. My mom sometimes will take a little extra time, whatever kid she has without fail. Like I'll be two aisles away. And all I hear is like, ah, like my kid just screaming at the top of their lungs. And then you just hear Shh, <laughs> from my mom. And I'm like, Oh God. Yeah. That's my kid. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know how to fix this problem. I mean, they do it at home. I really hope they don't do it at daycare because it's super annoying. You can get a headache from it, but it's where we're at in our development. So I just kind of let it happen. (laughs) Right? Like there's only so much you can do. Same with like, we have a list of things here that like things our kids do when they are having a meltdown or a temper tantrum. And Ella hitting is huge for us right now. Like she gets so excited and she will like, like she's super excited. She'll just swing her arm around and where you're holding her, she just slaps you in the face. And Shane and I are like, whoa, no hitting, gentle. We know you're excited, but there's other ways to show it. Like high five, maybe not just smack us in the face. Yeah, the girls were hitting. They're not as much anymore, but if they get really excited, they like move their arms up and down and they don't understand that when they bring their arms down, it's like on my face or on (laughs) my chest or whatever. And it's like, okay, that hurts. (laughs) I know Ella was hitting and stuff at daycare out of excitement. And I know that has since stopped, which is really good and exciting because- the last thing you want is to get told that your kid hit somebody, but it happens, but I'm glad to hear that it has stopped and that she's clearly learning other ways to show her excitement. I will actually hold their hands and be like, please don't hit. If you want to show mommy that you're excited, give her a hug. So they always walk over to me now and give hugs, which is awesome, but it just means they're excited. (laughs) That is awesome. Do your kids poke like random parts of your body? No, but if my shirt's up at all, Ella will pinch. So my kids like to poke parts of my body. Like if I'm wearing a shorter shirt and I'm not wearing high-waisted leggings, they'll like shove their finger in my belly button, which is a very weird sensation when it's a tiny little finger (laughs) or like they'll poke me in the eye or like try and shove their finger up my nose or like in my ear. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. No, I don't deal with that yet. (laughs) And I say, yeah, because I'm sure it's coming. (laughs) The other thing too, like we'll be in the shower and I'll just be holding them and the water will be running on their back. Mostly when they're congested, just because a shower I find always helps with congestion. Regan like was leaning with her head on like right underneath my chin. I'm just holding her bum. And then all of a sudden she just sits up and just with her finger as hard as she can, just like poked my nipple. And I was like, ow, (laughs) what are you doing? (laughs) And then she just did her like... (laughs) And then just put her head back down on my chest. I was like. As if it never even happened. Oh my God. It hurt so bad. But I was like, what are you doing? Like that hurt. I almost dropped her. It's not very often Shane doesn't wear a shirt, but Ella goes after his nipples all the time. All the time. I wonder if it's like a breastfeeding thing because. The other thing too, like the girls, like if I'm wearing a shirt that like is remotely low cut and they can see like the top of my cleavage. They walk over and like reopen my shirt and they're like, what's in here? I'm like, 
Seriously? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? They're just like, that's something they did for so long, right? Like they, they know it's food. They're just not allowed to have it anymore. Throwing their food. I don't mean like food fight, throw your food. I mean like dropping their food on the floor, picking up their tray and turning it upside down. So all the food is now on the table and the plate is on top. Or offering you food and then turning their hand over so the food just like falls in your lap, falls on your plate or falls on the floor. (laughs) I know that it's healthy for them to play with food. However, I really struggle when my kids are like, I don't want this and just like drops it on the floor. It's very angering. So if Ella essentially throws food at all, she's done eating. She doesn't get to eat anymore if she throws food. Game over. And then she, like, we're trying to teach her that if you want, like, you can't do it, essentially. And she, if she doesn't want a certain food, she'll put it in, like, her cup holder on her cup holder on her tray. If she doesn't want that specific food. But if she starts throwing food, it normally means, like, done. Time to move on. The girls are really into like talking right now. They'll push their food away. And I'm like, are you done? Are you all done? And they're like, no. So like, give them their tray back or their food. Like I say tray, but it's just like a large plate that's divided. Or they'll say something and I'm like, are you, do you want any more? No. Are you all done? No. And they just keep saying no. So I leave the plate in front of them. And I'm like, if you're all done, say all done. Sometimes they will, sometimes they won't. But I try really hard not to just like take the food away and be like, well, then starve. Like, (laughs) not that you're starving your kid. I just, for me, it's one of those things where when it comes to food, I'm like, why are you throwing your food on the ground? Like, do you not like it? Do you want something else? Partly because I'm one of those people that if I'm eating something, like I can be super hungry. And if I'm craving French fries, like I can eat four French fries and I'm like, I'm good. But if I eat not French fries, like I can eat a whole bag of chips. I can eat four apples and a 17 course meal, but none of it's French fries. And it's like still hungry. So Ella gets like a bedtime snack, normally a banana to help her sleep. So at least like if she, not that I'm trying to starve my child and nor does this happen very often, but it has stopped her from throwing food if she is hungry she gets that banana before bed to fill her tummy plus her bottle so like you you know when to take it away essentially like I'm not taking it away like she starts eating and she throws the first piece of food before she puts anything in her mouth that's a different scenario I'll probably give her another chance if she eats a little bit and then does it then it's gone kind of thing like it's not like the first Like if she hasn't eaten, it's a different scenario or I'll find something like and give her a different part of her meal and then she'll go back to that food. You just got to figure it out. Like it sucks, but. Well, and see for me, like I, in the morning, I make the girls scrambled eggs or an omelet, banana, strawberries. It really all depends on the day, what they're going to eat. Like I put it in front of them this morning and Reagan's like, no. And ended up eating like 90% of her breakfast. I'm like, okay. But she picked her tray up like two times. I'm like, 
why? (laughs) I mean, we got through breakfast, but I had to sit there and help her eat it. So it kind of all depends. Like some days just I leave her alone and she can eat great. Other times it's like I'm sitting there holding the spoon and loading it and then she feeds herself. Now, when you say no, how do they react? Because Ella, if you say no or don't, she breaks out. So we have learned to use other words in a roundabout way of saying no without saying no or don't. So with Kinsley, if you say no, she looks at you, does her devious little smile, and then does it anyways. Regan, if you say no, decides whether or not she is going to do anything. But again, if I say no to them, they either abide by it or just ignore it. There's no in between. And then if I say no, get down and help the child get down, the other child will get up exactly where the first child was and try and do whatever the first child was trying to do. They have started saying no, but they say no to everything. And it's like, are you all done in the shower? No. Are you all done with dinner? No. Can I help you with your shoes? No. Even though they do need help. So I've been trying to get them to grasp what no means as to I'll ask a question. If they say no, I'm like, okay. Like I said to Kinsley, are you all done in the shower? And she goes, yeah. And I said to Reagan, are you all done in the shower? No. Okay. So Kinsley got out and right. And then she started freaking out. I'm like, you said you were done. So you're done. It just all depends. Carla's favorite topic. When your child decides to ignore you and make you feel like they hate you. Which I think you've had happen four times in the last two weeks. (laughs) Yep. And then you proceed to be like, my child hates me. And I'm like, your child doesn't hate you. You're getting a break. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You did say that the last time. I was like, but she hates me. She wants nothing to do with me. Take it as a break and not worry about it. (laughs) And I'm sure Shane was like, do you realize this is the first time in two months that she's wanted me and not you (laughs) that's essentially what he he's like it happens to me all the time when she wants she's wanted you more than me since the day she was born until now so too bad (laughs) like but it's hard because that's just it she has always been like attached to me and now is branching out I don't like it I do have to chuckle though, because this goes back to the like Ella waking up in the crib and Shane being home alone and you like lost it. And now you look back and you're like, (laughs) I overreacted a tad. Yeah. Whereas this time I'm like, Carla, do we need to revisit this again? (laughs) Yeah. But like, it's hard, especially when you're postpartum, like your hormones and your emotions, you're like, that child hates me. Mm -hmm. Although I do think that like, we're going to talk about this probably in 15 years, 12, when our kids are teenagers. And it's like, oh my God, they actually hate me. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Oh, Jesus. I'm not prepared. Let's not talk about it. Um, I've definitely had the child ignoring you and that they hate you. Reagan has figured out how to say go away. So she bridged go away and mummy this morning or like last week or something. Mommy, go away. So I picked her up and I put her like, you know, an arm's length away from me. 
And then she tried to come back. I'm like, nope, you said mommy go away. You hurt mommy's feelings. And then she started crying. And I'm like, can you say mommy, say sorry to mommy? And she goes, mommy, sorry. She's learned how to say sorry. I'm pretty sure at daycare because she has to say sorry when she hurts other kids. So now, like, we'll randomly be in Costco at home and she'll just come over and go, mommy, I saw we. <laughs> like, why are you sorry? Mommy, sorry. And I'm like, but why are you sorry? And I have asked at daycare and they're like, hmm, it's not like she does say that, but they're like, we're not sure why she's saying it. I'm like, she says it to me too. And I'm like, what did you do? <laughs> yeah. Like, why are you saying it? I want answers. What trouble have you gotten into now, child? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if you deal with this as much as I do, only because you have one kid. It's the fake crying. Oh, Ella still does it. You know when she's faking it. The really, the time the girls fake cry the most is if one, like they're running around and they run into each other and one kid is injured and the other kid isn't. You pick up the injured kid and you're like, oh, it's okay. As soon as you pick up the crying kid, the non-crying kid who's fine is like, this literally happened yesterday. They ran into each other and like, Regan, I think, bonked her lip on Kinsley's head. And Regan's like holding her face, like, ow, 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 which, like, literally, she was fine, but she was like, she bonked lips and it hurt. As soon as she did that and realized that she got attention, Kinsley mimicked her behavior of holding her face and started crying. Like, the <laughs> worst fake cry, too. I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. It happens. Ella does it. When she wants something. She's pretty good at it. And we'll be like, no. And, or like, ignore it. And everyone else is like, what? And I'm like, like, you give her whatever she's like fake crying about, even like whatever. And they're like, oh, we're like, yeah, it's not real. <laughs> it's not a big deal. But it's just like going back and saying, like before when we were talking, like, you know what your kids want. You also know their cries. Like, you know when they're faking. You know when it's legit. You know. And you they... can tell the difference between, like, a physically I'm hurt cry and a mommy I want you cry and mommy I'm sad cry. Like, you know, there's so many different cries. Oh, yeah. But, like, the fake cry. Oh, my God. That one actually bothers me because as soon as I know they're faking it, I'm like, oh, you're faking it. And then I'm like, oh, do we got to amputate? Do we got to amputate your leg? And I start tickling them. And like, they go from being like, oh, like legit, they are very dramatic to <laughs> giggling. And I'm like, you're such a little faker. Like, okay. That's too funny. <laughs> it is funny. Um, this, I don't know if you've experienced it partly because I don't know if this is a very common thing, but Regan, I'll just like drop her whole body weight, like on your knee. And you're like, oh my God, I'm going to break my leg. Like she's going to break my leg. No, I can't say I, no, I don't think so. <laughs> um, it really hurts. They like to body slam onto your bodies. Or if I'm like sitting on the couch, they'll come over and sit on my lap and then just like slam their body into like where my bladder is. I'm like, Why? this hurts so much. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's not nice. No, no, never had to deal with that, but I'm sure it's coming as she like realizes that she can do different things. 
Yeah. They, oh, my favorite is the girls have these like dog toy pigs. And they've realized that if they like sit down on them, that they squeak. I got to try and get a video of Kinsley doing it because it's so funny. She'll do it very sneakily. She'll go over and then she'll sit on it and like these pigs squeal and then she just laughs. And it's the cutest little thing, but it's also hilarious. So biting for me, I hate it so much. Ella has been two kids and now one kid and her teacher, one of her teachers at daycare. It's another excitement thing for her. She gets excited. She wants to bite. And if you say the word bite, then she's just going to do it. So saying no biting does not work. But it's an excitement thing for her. Luckily, I think we're through the biting stage. I would like to say we're through the biting stage, but I don't think we're through the biting stage. It's still pretty early, but she, again, hasn't done it in a while. So fingers crossed she's done biting. I don't know if I'm fortunate or unfortunate. The girls bit each other a lot. They bit each other? Oh, yeah. Like, all the time. I don't know if that's fortunate or... Like that's what I mean. They didn't bite me, so like that's fortunate. But they bit each other. Ella bit themselves. me a couple times. Yeah, Ella would bite her like hand. They've bitten each other's forearms. They've bitten each other's fingers, and when they bite, it's like right on the nail. So like where your nail connects to your skin, like at like your nail bed. Oh. That's where they would bite each other. And, like, I would have to, like, pinch their nose to, like, get them to release, which is how you get your child to release from biting. At least it worked for me. It was very difficult. Seriously. Like, and every single time that one would bite the other, the biter would laugh and the bitten would cry. So then they would do it again. Like, stop biting your sister. But, like, there were marks on each other from them biting. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Why? I I honestly don't know how to stop biting. The only thing that I would say is just be like, don't stick your fingers in her mouth. Because that's all I would tell my kids. Because, like, the bitten would shove her fingers in the biter's mouth. And then the biter would bite the bitten. Like, Kinsley would shove her fingers in Regan's mouth. And Reagan had bite her, and then Kinsley's like, she bit me. And I'm like, stop sticking your fingers in your sister's mouth. Yeah. Is it, was it always normally one-sided? Like one no. would always bite? No. No. Go back and forth? Okay. Oh, yeah. It was, Reagan would bite Kinsley, Kinsley would bite Reagan. Because I've been told to bite them back if they bite I tried. I, I actually tried to bite the biter when it happened. Stop biting. But then she would just sit there and cry that mommy bit her. And I felt like an evil, awful parent. And I had to stop doing it because it was making me cry. Fair enough. I wasn't also biting her very hard. I was biting her hard enough that it would, like, to a point, leave the same indentation that they were doing to their sister. Like, where they bit their sister. And I would bite down, let say, like, 25% of, like, my strength. Like, enough that I was able to, like keep her finger like if it was there in my mouth but not enough that I'm like drawing blood or actually hurting her in my opinion no and that's you're not supposed to bite that hard but I think it's also hard like if they're not biting you and you're biting them back I think that could be like because they say if they bite you physically to bite them back well and like when I would bite them like let's say Kinsley bit Regan like on right where her nail bed is 
I would bite Kinsley, but enough that like she couldn't pull her finger out of my mouth, but not hard enough that it was like actually hurting her. Because I think part of the reason that they were getting so worked up from being bitten was they couldn't pull their hand, arm, whatever it was out of their sister's mouth. Mm. So holding on to their finger with my teeth for like an extra second or two really would like jar them to like, oh my God, I don't like this. So I'm not going to do it, but it's still hard to explain. No, for sure. It all sucks. All behavioral issues suck. They're not fun to deal with by any means, but every parent deals with them. It's just part of being a parent. Yes. And something else that I would really like to stress is nonverbal, like your kids communicate before they start talking. And like, I told my cousin this, who has a degree in communications, like this is not, so if you like have this aha moment of, oh my God, what am I missing? It's not just you. So many people are like, I never thought about that. Like, I know I didn't either until I saw a post on Instagram and was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Why did I not think about this? And now that I'm more in tune of seeing what my daughters are communicating to me rather than what they're trying to speak to me really helped. Absolutely. And it's crazy all the nonverbal talking they do. And they start so early. Like this is not something like they start at six months. When they start blabbing and smiling, like them smiling is them communicating. Like that's telling you that they're happy, right? Like it's, that's them communicating. Them crying is them communicating. They just don't know how to do anything else (laughs) until they learn. I would also like to say too, is that a big reason kids have temper tantrum, sensory overload meltdowns is they don't know how to communicate with you that they're having sensory overload or that they're uncomfortable. So they cry. Shockingly enough, as an adult, you do the exact same thing, but because you have coping mechanisms that your kid doesn't have yet, you can avoid the temper tantrum. You can avoid the like rage quit moment. (laughs) Yeah. Because I know for me, like, I work a really high stress job for some people. And a coping mechanism for me is to like, stop listening to what's going on at my job and just kind of do something else. And everyone's like, I don't understand how that's a good thing. And I'm like, the only way I know how to cope. But your 16 month old or eight month old or two year old does not have coping mechanisms. (laughs) So you need to understand that and facilitate a coping mechanism to help them. 100%. It's so important. And just walk them through it. Be there for them. That's all you can do. They're still little. They're still learning. Just be there for them. Let's move on to our highs and lows. Carla, you go first. All right, so my low is that Ella has been sick again and she was home most of last week. And I was trying to work from home and parent and I got burnt out, like hardcore burnt out, didn't want to do anything, went to bed right after she went to bed. 
it was not good. But can we also just for a second pause the fact that you were working and taking care of your child, like you were doing two full-time jobs. So obviously you got burnt out because if you work two full-time jobs as a regular person, you're going to get burnt out. Absolutely. And I am lucky enough that Shane, well, this is good and bad. Shane's on nights for the last two weeks. So he was able to help a little bit in the mornings. And then when she would go down for her nap, he would go to bed so he could get up and go to work at night again. But it was just a lot. So I recognized that I was being burnt out and I ended up taking a personal day from work, which is a paid day off that I get that I'm lucky enough to get and just parented on that day. It was a Friday. So then I had like a little bit of a long weekend, but I needed it to like recharge, be okay with not having to worry about a million things at once. And recognizing when you get burnt out before it's too late is really important. I can't stress it out, stress it enough. If you are feeling burnt out, ask for help. Ask for someone to watch your kid for a couple of hours, even 20 minutes to go and take a shower and like just relax. The last thing your kids need is for you to be burnt out and not want to be parenting them. Because that's essentially where I was getting to. I was getting to the point where I did not want to parent anymore. And I knew I needed a break. So I just took a break from work so I could focus on parenting, if that makes any sense at all. (laughs) Just didn't need to multitask. Okay. And a thousand percent does, partly because... You can't take a break from parenting, just in case anyone's aware. There's no like time off request when you have kids, <laughs> except your partner or like the grandparents. But like, essentially, you're still a parent. You can take a day off work. And if you need to do that, like I'm taking days off next week because it's my girl's birthday party. And I'm like, I have 47 million things to do. And I'm like, I really don't need to be at work. I need to be doing that. Well, and you want to focus on that. So. My high is that Ella is learning how to do stairs. And this is very exciting because I have been trying to teach her belly down, feet down for, I want to say months now, and she is not having any progress with it, but she will go down on her butt and scoot down on her butt and stays on her butt. So yay, big win. She is starting to walk herself down the, like down the stairs for bedtime. I'm in front of her every single time because you just going down front, like forward on her butt, she could still fall forward very easily versus if you're belly down, feet down, it's less likely for them to fall backwards. Like they'll fall forward. So I always go down first and stand in front of her and kind of help her down if she needs it. But I'm very excited. We're trying to let her be as independent as possible. And doing this, I think she feels very happy. We always cheer when she gets to the bottom. So it's very exciting. I'm going to start with my low. I don't know why we always start with our lows. Because like, well, I'll get this out of the way. And then it's good news. Yes. I think (laughs) that's what we do. 
Kinsley does not want to talk. Kinsley is capable of talking, and Kinsley talks when she needs to. But I'm when trying she to... wants to, right? She's she's not the kid that's gonna be like like when you talk with them and say, "What's a Kinsley?" Say? Kinsley say bye. She'll be like, "No, like I don't want to talk," or she won't talk, right? But if you a thousand percent. But if you're like, "Bye, Kinsley," she'll be like, "Bye." Like if she's actually wants to use the word, but like if you're asking her to say a word, she's like, nope, not happening. <laughs> yep, that's my kids. Um, Regan is very much a mimic. Regan will mimic anything I say. Kinsley will just look at me and go, nah, I'm good. I don't need to say that. <laughs> Which is very frustrating because I feel like she's not developing correctly. So that's frustrating me, but we'll get there. I'm sure she'll be fine in like two weeks. She will be. We've talked about this before. You think Kinsley is a little bit, like, not far. You think she's, like, a couple weeks behind Reagan and always tends to, like, catch on to the things Reagan's doing a couple weeks later. Twins aren't the same person. So no, they're not going to do things at the same time. No, I know, but it's hard because, like, Reagan is talking two-word sentences and Kinsley is just like, I'm not saying anything giving you dirty looks when you want me to say something. <laughs> yes. I have a lot of highs. Um, I went on a date. It went well. We're going for another date in a couple weekends. The girl's birthday's coming up, which means Yay! we're having a birthday party. And Ella Yay! and Carla and Shane are coming. Um, I also got a side job. My Shen order came in and everything fits, which is a huge deal because like every time you order from Shen, something is always like doesn't fit or is broken, etc. I also went away for the weekend to Ottawa. I was away from my kids for like 48 hours. I got super drunk. I had a wicked hangover and it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> the right not too many. Yeah, I was going to say not too many people would use the word fantastic after after a wicked hangover, but no, but I had a mommy break and it was awesome. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's it. It was awesome. Alrighty. Although apparently I'm off work today because my girls had to go get a COVID test because they have diarrhea from daycare. So that's super fun. Yeah. This is our first date, our first daytime recording. So I know. <laughs> find it a little different. It's because we're, it's not nine o'clock at night (laughs) (laughs) right um so yeah thank you for listening to episode 33 of our podcast we appreciate all the support if you like this episode please subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you are listening to us on also if you know someone who would benefit from our information please share our social media is packed with all of today's hacks apps and products that we used so please follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash mom surviving life and on Instagram at mom surviving life, all one word. If you have a question or comment, please feel free to private message us on Instagram or Facebook or email us at mom surviving life at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.